wondered how to get more eyeballs on your work? You know, more visibility. Is it posting more on social media? If so, where do you post? Just how do you get more visibility for your business without burning out? I know so many of you are going to resonate with the challenges of our special guest today. And you know what? I remember asking myself these exact same questions. Welcome to the Grow Equation Business Podcast, dedicated to helping business owners explode their profits while gaining more free time for the things that they love. Hi, I'm your host, Diana Lidstone, and I've been an entrepreneur for more than 40 years, helping coaches, consultants, and personal brands get known, ramp up their profits, optimize their resources to build a well-oiled business machine where they can step back from the daily operations and be the true visionary leader they were meant to be. So if you're ready to work less, earn more, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome listeners and welcome to our very first audit strategy interview. I'm so excited. I'll be interviewing our special guest who will share about their business and then I'm going to give them a little tweak, a little boost or a little focus to help them work less, earn more. And today we have a very special guest who I've met, we've been podcasting together. It is Earl Thomas, the voice. Glad to be here. Really appreciate you doing this, Diana. Your expertise will be greatly appreciated. Oh, awesome. You know, the thing is that I know that, you know, we're going to use you as a bit of an example today, but I know that there's so many listeners that are in exactly the same shoes as you. So Earl, share a little bit about your business, you know, what you do exactly, how long you've been doing it, and of course, the name of your podcast. Well, the name of my podcast is Voice Power, and I've been doing my business since April 1st, 2011. I was taking the self-employment program. That's why I know how long, because there were certain things we had to do. We had to get a business license, but I've been doing that before. You know, when I came back from Penticton, I was in radio at Penticton's Giant FM. And when I landed back here, I was in customer service. And then I took a course, voiceovers and animation. And I had the option to do a personalized consult with the instructor, Kathy Wesseluck. And she told me, well, we're going to make sure we're going to get you ready to have a very diversified portfolio so that you're not going to be stuck in one genre. And we worked very hard. We didn't make a booking until we had the homework done. And then one day she told me, now you're ready. So I went into Coco Studios and did my demo. And I was working at Intelligence, the customer service for the chat lines. And on my days off, I worked four days a week. I would shop it around old style. I had my cover letter. I had my resume. I went with my cassette demo. (laughs) Nowadays, you could just go on and you just send it worldwide. So a lot of things have changed. You know, I remember going for my very first audition and she told me, now this guy, Colin, he's the only one in the city who does this, but you come right into the studio. You don't get to look at the script. So you get in there and you say, could I just have a moment? And then you look at it and then you go ahead. And there's been other auditions since then. But I'm grateful for Kathy Wesseluck to getting me started. I've done 95 projects up to this point. And what I love about it is the diversity. There's a lot of different things. You know, every client has in their mind the voice that they want. And you're competing. It's a very competitive market, that's for sure. Yeah. But when somebody chooses you, then that makes it a lot easier. Somebody did choose me recently, and I'm looking forward to completing and doing more. 
Awesome. So there was a couple of things that popped up for me, but I want to get onto this. And I just want to ask you, you know, your biggest challenge that you have in your business right now, and, you know, we talked a little bit about this, was getting more people to know about you. And it's what I call in the GROW equation, it's about getting known. So let me ask you, and maybe you can share with the listeners, what have you done or what are you currently doing for marketing to get more people to know about your work? Well, one of them is podcasting, and that goes along with LinkedIn. Because, you know, after many years, I'm up to over a thousand followers and a thousand connections. And so when I do a podcast, I start sending it out and I'm getting, you know, responses from the podcast just recently. You know, I sent out, you know, a thank you to someone in Florida. Before the pandemic, we'd go and be in person. And I would say to myself at the end of this networking event, oh, I did it again. I'm the last one to leave. You know, you get involved in conversations and it's just really interesting. I get motivated by being around people. So the Zoom thing is harder to do. Well, I certainly, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, you and I both were in a, as you said, a very competitive field. And what has happened since the pandemic is that everybody, boom, everybody's gone online, right? And there's more competition than ever before. First of all, it's easier to get into business, but there's more competition than ever before. So the question becomes, how do you stand out? How do you get known as this, what I call the undeniable authority? How do you get known as that sought after person? So how do you get known as Earl's the voice, he's the one to go to, and then you fill it in. I became an associate member of the BCPVA, the British Columbia Videographers Association. And I'm the number one guy for a lot of those people in there. And I have, oh, about six different projects. And, you know, of course, the pandemic has affected that. We've been closed down in the summer. And I don't think we're going to start up till October. But keeping in connection with them. They're videographers and they need a voice for their videos. Awesome. I love that. Something else that you said earlier, and this was probably back in 2011. And, you know, I don't want to contradict the advice that you got previously, but you said something about having a diversified portfolio. And I'm going to say, I hate to say it, but things have changed since 2011. The way that you get above the noise, the way that you get known, the way that you become the undeniable authority these days is to become known for one thing, to become a specialist as opposed to a generalist. So if I was to ask you of all the projects that you do, maybe you can share with me. So you do voiceover for what kind of projects? Well, business is promotional. I've done 50 promotional videos. What does that mean, a promotional video? Well, somebody has a product, they want to sell it. Let's take Heartwell Therapy. I voiced that for their place of business all the way through. It was a narration. Okay, so it's a narration promotional video, and you do the voiceover for this video. That's right. And, and how you can long find it on my website. Awesome. How long would this video be, like in minutes? I'm guessing about three to three and a half. Okay, so less than five minutes. Yeah. Okay. What other type of voiceovers have you done? Well, I did a commercial for Toastmasters District 96 to help them with people joining. I was a Toastmaster, so yes, I know. Yeah. Okay. 
Give me another example of work that you have done. I did one ICBC workers deserve fair treatment. It was for the union. Is this uh, over a video or what was yeah, it? Yeah, it's over a video. Okay. And again, was that less than five minutes, I'm going to say? That would be more like a two minute. A two minute. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So there are some examples of the work that you do. Now, of those, so you've got, I'll call it a promotional narration video. You've got radio commercials and you've got a corporate voiceover video. Which one of those would be the most profitable for you? Oh, that's a tough one because they're all at different amounts of time. So the one that takes longer is the most profitable. Okay. So my question is, could you create a niche in a certain industry where you are the go-to person for narration promotional videos? Well, it is possible, but I wouldn't want to turn work down. Okay. So I love that you said that, Earl. I love, love, love that you said that. And I'll tell you why. When we're marketing ourselves out there, we Mm -hmm. want to market that we are this master. We know our shit in this one area so well that there's nobody else that could do it as well as we can. Now, does it mean that if somebody came, let's say you did promotional narration videos that were three to four minutes long in the, I don't know, pick an industry. Uh, Sports. There, sports. Okay. Let's say you did it in sports. And somebody came to you and said, oh my God, you know, Earl, I love your voice. Do you think you could do a narrational promotional video that's about three minutes for me? But you know, I'm in the health and wellness field. Oh, easily. Yes. Of course. So here's the point I wanted to get across. There's a difference between what you market and who you will take as clients. So if you became the specialist in these narration promotional videos, and you already said that this video association, right? Mm-hmm. You could go to other video associations and say, hello, you know, I am the specialist in this. I do this. I'm an expert at this. Nobody else can touch it. I have my own methodology for doing this. And they'll go, huh, we don't have anybody that does that. That's awesome. We can send you so many people. Mm, yeah. That would be a turn on. I bet it would. Okay. So here's another example, Earl, to put it in perspective. I had a lawyer who came to me. We started working before the pandemic. And she was in a small town here in Ontario. And she was a generalist lawyer. She said, oh, you know, I have to be a generalist. I'm in a small town, you know, in Ontario. And I went, I don't believe that. I said, you know, because that's really limiting you. And she couldn't get her head around this whole idea that she could serve a bigger audience. And the more I worked with her, I found out that she had a real passion and a real, was actually her side hobby for real estate investing. And when she would talk about real estate investing, Earl, she would just light up like you can't imagine. And I finally said to her, I said, you know what? You could be the go-to person for real estate investors. And she said exactly the same thing that you said, Earl. No, 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 no. I don't want to turn anybody away. But the more we started with this, and then she started going to real estate investors associations, and she started speaking at those associations. Her business is now in hyper growth. She has just exploded her business. 
So here's the action. She became a specialist in one thing, solving one problem, just like you can. Now, maybe it's not promotional narration videos. I don't know. But for today, that sounds pretty good. So you become a specialist in one thing. And you talk about that one thing, how good you are about it, the results that you get for people. And you keep talking about that one thing all the time. So you specialize. Number two is you go to places where there's already an audience for that one thing. So you've got the BC Video Association Group. or BCPVA. Okay, whatever it was called. But if it's for BC, that means that there's like nine others of them across Canada, probably. Not sure. I could ask. Yeah, Yeah. And there's probably a national association through the states. There's probably different associations like that. And you start building strategic alliances. So referral partners, you get to know one person who can really, really sort of get you into that group. Maybe you speak at that group about, you know, how you can take their videos and, you know, get these amazing reaches and results for them because that's what they want. They want more people to listen. So those are the two action steps that I would give you. Number one is to specialize. We'll write this in the show notes. So one is to specialize. Number two is to find out where you can build strategic alliances And then number three, I would really focus on building out what I would call your flagship framework. So it's taking how you do it in your head, putting it on paper into a structure, and that becomes your intellectual property. So what do I mean by that? My grow equation, nobody else has the grow equation. It's the way I work with people. I get them known, that's the G. The R is I help them ramp up their profits. And the O is optimize their resources, which equals W, which is a well-oiled business machine. So if you did those three things, I know that your business would take off and you would work less. Be, be excited. I couldn't ah. wait to up in the morning. Ah. I know that I have to voice something and I know it's coming. And I do it in the morning because it's the best energy. Oh, yeah. How does that sound to you, Earl? Does that give you some guidance as to how to... Yeah, because, you know, it's all in strategy. I finished my day off and I took how many things did I get done? Okay, what's A, B, and C for the next day? Yeah, so awesome. Thank you so much for being my very first audit strategy interview and I hope that this has been helpful for not only Earl but for those of you who are listening here and you know if this interview has been valuable for you as a listener I'd love 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 and I'd be so ever grateful if you would give it a review and a rating and if you would like to be a guest on our audit strategy interview just go to the show notes and follow the link that I provided there everybody until next week remember you can do this. Thanks so much.